Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick. I'm Kevin. And we're here uh, for the news this week, as we are every week. Uh, slightly later than before, but uh, should be still coming out to you at the exact same time, because we like consistency. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, this way we don't miss any news. Yeah, we've missed a day less news uh, exactly. where we have to spill over into the, into the next week. So. Right, and then have to then have to come back next week and say, oh, so you remember that news you found out about a week ago? Yeah, we're going to talk about it now. We're going to talk about it now. <laughs> but hopefully you like us enough to listen to us anyways. Uh, we did get the list of Games with Gold right. uh, for, for the, this coming for month. This coming month. Uh, I really wish we'd gotten the PlayStation one just because I like to give these to you all at once as opposed to week by week like some people and usually, usually they're usually they're pretty close together. They're the reveals. They usually are. They um, usually are. But but not so much this week. And I think a lot of that is because the uh, next month starts on a Wednesday, and so they have that entire week to to yeah. reveal. Yeah. Which, whereas whereas exactly Xbox why. is like on the first. On here we the go. First. Yeah. Um, and I I like this. I like this lineup. Yeah, it's it's a great lineup. Uh, we got Super Meat Boy, mm-hmm. which we played before. We Super Meat Boy is so good, and we love it. So spoilers for our review: we do love this. <laughs> uh, we got the crew for Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like racing. this. I like this as a free game because mm-hmm. it's uh, kind of the same way that, that when Rocket League came out. You know, that's that is a, a game that requires a community, and so with the crew, you can be like. Hey, let's go. Let's all go check this out together. And so that's that's what I'm hoping for as far as that goes. I hope so. We also got uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Right. Um, so I, I'll let you know how that is. I it's it's those, the perma, permadeath strategy game. Yep. With the, with the aliens is. I like and strategy, then, so we'll see how it is. And then and then Goat Simulator. That's what I, I love. I like Goat Simulator. I'm holding that back because. Out of all of these, that's actually the one I'm looking forward to the most. Have you, have you played it yet? <laughs> I have not. So, oh, it's so fun. So, um, which is which is really funny uh, because Whitney was really intrigued by the um, uh, by the premise. Yeah. And uh, so she was at. She was like, she could, you could, like climb mountains, and I'm like, nope. You were you were in a town of, of people. Um, she said some other things that I won't air on here, but. Uh, Yep, it was funny. But that—that's that, not in the game either. <laughs> that's not in the game either. Um, she asked about what they eat, and like, I don't know if that's in there, but I know you get to you run around and cause havoc in a, in a city. And, and lick cars and drag them around. Yeah, yeah, like like ghosts. Um, I, I like I like the I like the fact that they're that uh, both Super Meat Boy and Ghost Simulator. Uh, kind of embrace things that a lot of a lot of publishers and developers are like ah no because uh, Ghost Simulator is is buggy and janky as all hell yeah. but they they created the game in such a way that the bugs aren't going to mess you up it's it's just 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 go with it yeah. and so yeah when you when you hit that at a certain angle then yeah you're gonna fly off that way <laughs> it's cool don't worry about it physics don't matter yeah physics and it's matter. and it's I I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So uh, our backwards compatibility games mm-hmm. uh, were announced as well. Uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown is in there, which Obviously. makes sense. Uh, I feel it's redundant. I guess I guess people who aren't in the know like we are, um, shout out to the know because they're cool. Um, it's people who aren't uh, in it like we are might not realize. Oh, that Xbox 360 game that's coming out is uh, is also that's backwards compatible and it's also coming out as a free game. Is back. That's the one and the same. Yeah. Everything um, you're getting for. Uh, everything you're getting for games with gold is backwards compatible from right. uh, April on. And Su- Super Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy has been there, Correct. so that's been available for Correct. a bit. 
Uh, so we get en uh, Enemy Unknown. You also get DuckTales Remastered, mm -hmm. which is really fun. So yeah. check that out if you haven't. And then we get some, some card magic throwing things. Yeah, uh, Hexic 2. It's uh, kind of a puzzle gonna... puzzle card thing. Okay. Uh, magic 2012, which is the for I believe is the first uh, Magic the Gathering game that I played. I believe that's the one that got me into playing it. Yes. Um, Domino Master. I, so, I don't I don't know anything about that one. I mean, I'm assuming you play dominoes. I don't know. Or do or, you build them and knock them over? No, you're the you're an assassin. Oh, I thought you're, you're Kira Knightley, and you're gonna trip on shrooms and chop guys' arms <laughs> off. Spoilers <laughs> oh, for Domino. Oh, you're not uh, you're not Deadpool's uh, quasi girlfriend. Or <laughs> he wants to have a girlfriend. The spot on her head. That's right. The less we know about something, the deeper we'll go. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were to set up a bunch of dominoes and knock them over. It could be, but that's. Or maybe maybe you maybe you play uh, you you play dominoes on a table, and oh, like the chicken foot one. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and and you trash talk people as you do it. Yes, every time I play dominoes, that's how it is. So, yeah, and and drinking, lots of lots drinking. of lots lots, of, lots drinking. of drinking, and and hopefully some barbecue. It's a fun Sunday. So yeah, that's that's probably <laughs> that's probably what Domino Master is. We also get Unbound Saga, which yeah. uh, is, uh, is... I have other. I won't talk about what I think that's about here. <laughs> and then you have, uh, I thought it was the sequel to Fifty Shades. Yeah. Where she just gets yeah, the bench. Um, there, I was hoping. There, okay, there, there aren't a whole lot of JRPGs on 360, so but they like they did push a little bit to to try to okay. to try to find. Um, and this is this is one of the the better ones, my opinion. And then SSX. Yes, SSX, and it's it's the good one. It's yeah. not the crappy one. So those are your backwards compatible games. So uh, grab them if you don't have them. I think these are also it's really a cool way to say uh, if you have it, awesome. And if you don't, go grab it because it's discounted. In in Nintendo is is developing a new handheld mm -hmm. uh, nicknamed uh, MH, yeah. which is short for my handheld. Mm -hmm. That's that's my theory. Um, yeah, so I, I couldn't think of anything. That's <laughs> yeah. My and handheld, then, maybe yeah, but right. And then uh, Alana Pierce uh, was was breaking the story that that NX stands for not Xbox. <laughs> so so now we know what it what that is, which too. makes sense considering uh, Kimishima's uh, discussions about how it it's not anything that it's, you've ever seen before. Yeah, it's and, a new way to play games. Which is how Nintendo always sells all their stuff when it turns out it's it's pretty much the same with one other difference. Well, there's they also have a tendency to, to kind of go off in the deep end and be like, Hyperbole. this is the thing. Yeah. I'm still hoping, and I know that you've had conflicting, we've now had conflicting rumors of, no, that's not the thing. Yes, it is the thing. Yeah. Uh, I would love if this was a handheld console combo. Well, see, I think Absolutely I think that the fact that. that that they're talking about a new the handheld as a separate thing, I think that means that NX is not going to be the unless there's the a, hybrid that unless, we believed it was. Unless you get the NX and you get the MH, and you have an NX MH, um, they combine mm. like Zords or like a Sega 32X. Yeah. Uh, if it had. Like take the the way that um, the Vita does a second screen for you for the PS4, mm -hmm. the way that this uh, the Wii U controller is a second screen. If what they did was they said, 
people people still just want regular controllers. Let's make an actual gaming console. And then if you get the the MH with your NX, then you can second screen it. You can cross play. If they did that, I would be willing I would, to buy both. I would both. be excited about. I would yeah. be willing to buy both. I did that with the PS4 and the PlayStation and the Vita for that reason. Yeah. Um, which didn't work out as well for remote play. Personally, I have it, it's. And it's really there, there are there are some games you can do it with uh, a lot of them you can't yeah um, and it's probably also the style of games that that, that we play uh, which yeah. are very very uh, dependent on uh, nanoseconds of reaction yeah so um, Rocket League actually I I, I kind of figured that one out okay like you you react a little bit earlier but I mean you you know where you're going and like you kind of set up the shot so yeah, and because of your because of the way that you play I think it might work too I might check that so, out yeah I might yeah. check it out but um, what I mean what I'm kind of getting at is if it is two things and they integrate really 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 well thus creating the thing that they, that we thought they were going to be doing before um, yeah. I will buy both of them because um, if you have a decently powered console they, they're actually going to support with third party developers which it sounds like They've been courting the heck out of. I really hope so. I I, I, I want it to succeed. They need it. Um, they need it. I, I I like I like a powerful handheld. Um, I I'm in a situation where I <laughs> handheld is where I play most of my stuff. So powerful handheld is really appealing to me. I'm I'm hoping that that's what this is. And I don't unless I'm in the bathtub. Yeah. What you do in the bathtub is your own business. <laughs> Pac Man Two Fifty Six was was a really big thing that came onto onto mobile. Uh, what like a year ago I think or so? so. I didn't get to check and it's, it out. Yeah, it's I, you. You can right yeah, now. You can. It's out right now. And uh, we're like Bethesda here. <laughs> <laughs> Except we don't make anything of. But we tell you. We we tell you about it. Um, they so outsourced yeah. that, didn't they? The, Didn't they outsource Fallout Shelter? No, no, no. That that was that the was that was the the team that became the studio that became the thing. That's right. It was a small team within Bethesda. Right. For some reason, I thought it was outsourced because that's right. Bethesda has a habit. If you look at Bethesda's history, they have a habit of like, I'm gonna outsource that. You guys did really well. You're now Bethesda. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 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 a heck of an internship. Oh, yeah. And it's a paid internship, which are the best kind. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Pac-Man 256 is, is kind of the, the classic going back to stuff. And uh, the cool thing that it's going to do when it comes to... Because it's, it's coming to uh, X1, PS4, and PC, and it, it now has multiplayer. I don't know what multiplayer Pac-Man looks like, but it's kind of interesting. I mean... I guess I could, I could guess how it is. Now I'm just thinking. I want to be a ghost. A cooperative. See, that'd be cool. If it'd be really cool, and I know they didn't do this, but uh, to have an asymmetrical gameplay where, okay, you four people are ghosts, and you're Pac-Man. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Well, they they've got some. Uh, Nintendo Land had a couple games like that. Yeah, they did. They did. The Chase Chase Me mm-hmm. was the one I think. Yeah. I'm and that, that was that was fun. Yeah. I like that. I'm still waiting for uh, for Friday the Thirteenth. I guess when I, I I keep thinking of asymmetrical gameplay because I'm still waiting. For <laughs> and the then game. it just throws you into. And I'm, I'm just uh, like, ah, I want to stab teenagers. <laughs> because when that comes out, I we will have people over. Yeah, we'll have people yeah, over that's to that's, that that's gonna be so fun. I don't know how. I don't know how we're gonna do it. We'll, we'll, fig- gonna, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're gonna figure it out. It's gonna be cool. I mean, even if it's even if it's a handful of people here and some people remotely, we'll let you guys know because yeah. I'm so excited about that game. 
It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Square talked about uh, a recent problem, or not recent problem, but a problem that uh, I think that has been on a lot of our minds that we didn't really have a name for, and now we have a name for it. And it is uh, Final Fantasy Disease. And it is, essentially they were saying that it plagued their offices as they were making Final Fantasy XV, that everyone has their own thought on what Final Fantasy is. And it makes sense now. You have, uh, what, 20-some games, 20-some Final Fantasy games, because you have the actual games that are the proper games, then you have, you know, ones that are one-offs or sequels, you know, two, yeah. two whatever. Uh, everyone has their own idea what Final Fantasy is. Uh, for me, I, I love Final Fantasy VII. I love Mako, and I love a lot of the, the things that... Uh, that are told within that story. Um, but when I see another Final Fantasy, I don't go, oh, that's not it. Every single one is different. Yeah. And because of that, they have people on their teams within their company making Final Fantasy, essentially fighting for what they believe Final Fantasy represents or is. And uh, Tabata, when, when Tabata was talking about this, he says that um, that he feels like a lot of a lot of the the fan base had it, but he says the the more problematic is when you have people within the development team who are not willing to consider open possibilities because if if everybody on the team has like their own little section and they're like this is the core of Final Fantasy and then you've got a dozen all. people doing that then that limits you and it also splinters the group into into a non-functioning thing yeah. and so he said that that uh, there there are people who really like the way that 13 went there are people who really don't like the way 13 went and and he needed when he came in he said that that he thinks the reason he was chosen to do 15 is because uh, his strength is team building. Yeah. And to, to bring everybody together and be like, okay, look, we have all these ideas. All right, now let's move forward yeah. because uh, uh, 13 Verses has been through so many changes and so many different iterations. And so if people latched onto ideas, they needed to be able to just be like, okay, Let's just move forward. Um, but yeah, he, he he said that that some people were going to be upset mm-hmm. whenever whenever he comes in and starts trying to change things. And yeah, that's a thing. And yeah. and particularly with Final Fantasy because it's been around for so bloody long that it it needed someone who could come in and just go, okay, everything's on the table. What can we do with this? Because yeah. we we have we have a flying car and stuff and 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 like the it's final fantasy. Yeah, and the the, the the bro road trip yeah. is very different from Final Fantasy that I remember. And so in my mind, kind of uh, there's there's the Final Fantasies all the way up until ten, and then the other stuff happened, and then fifteen forward. I think <laughs> will be like will be a very different thing and I haven't been excited about a Final Fantasy since 10 um, yeah. I'm really excited about this one because like it and and it it wasn't until the the Final Fantasy un, uncovered unhidden what was it the demo no 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 the the, the big reveal production with with uh, Greg and Tim. Oh, I can't remember. Final Maybe Fantasy Unleashed. Yeah, when, something. When, when we reached that point, I've, I'd been viewing it with a lot of skepticism. But but when it got to that, I was like, okay, 
forget that it's a Final Fantasy game and and just kind of see it as a game with Final Fantasy elements. Yeah. Because like the like seeing Leviathan was awesome. That was really really exciting. Yeah. But I I need to be able to just enjoy it for what it is, and I, I think that that's what what he was kind of saying. And it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting article. It's a more interesting interview if you can. If if you want to uh, page through that, yeah. So I, yeah, check that out. I'm I'm surprised I didn't think about it before because of the amount of passionate discussions that I've had on one Final Fantasy versus another one. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised I didn't think about the actual team having the same kind of uh, uh, th- splintering within their team. Um, uh, at the same time, I did kind of have that reaction when I saw the dude bro car thing, and I was like, what? They don't have cars. Wait, no, they do have cars. God. <laughs> they yeah. don't look like our cars. The, this one looks like a car from, like that I would see driving down the road. And usually yeah. the Final Fantasy cars don't look like that. So it threw me off. So uh, I'll admit I kind of felt that way as well. Playing the demo, though, um, it doesn't play like a Final Fantasy game, though. The demo play. I mean, it plays like Kingdom Hearts. It plays like Kingdom Hearts. And I'll be the first one to say that it was it was refreshing, and I know how many people are going to be playing this game that wouldn't have played it before. There yeah. are a lot of people. I don't know. There are some purists that don't like that doesn't have the that didn't have the time battle stick. Well, and but. and the thing is that that purists like I we all have our own ideas, but the way that they're approaching this, yeah. and the more I hear about Tabata and what he did when he came on board and how he's approaching this project. The more the more I hear about about him, and since since uh, for Final Fantasy un, uncovered un, yeah Unchained Melody, yeah Final, Final Fantasy Unchained Melody. Since that event, I've been able to, and but it was something that had to be pointed out to me. Yeah, and I was like, oh okay, I have all these hangups. I should drop those. Yeah, and so every game is different. This one's gonna be different. Um, yeah. Some of them are winners, some of them aren't. Uh, I think that you naturally will get that when you want something to be ambitious. You're gonna have you're gonna have uh, sixes and sevens, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have thirteens. I mean, it happens. Um, nine yeah. to me, I did not like nine. Nine and thirteen, I, I didn't like. like. So, um, but then again, I haven't played it in so long that it may have been because of those hangups. I don't know. Yeah, so. and and. The, the ability to, to come into a game that's, that's they are kind of meant to be viewed individually mm-hmm. and, and like when you when you look at the when you look at the draw system from eight, when you look at the materia from seven and the the, the time bendy you're a dream from ten. <laughs> like there's there's not really a lot that ties them together. Yeah. Um Except for like the summons and stuff, and and like the the worlds we we've gone from from steampunk in six to like nine's super hyper magical and like it's gone all over the place. What are we even hanging on to? Yeah, yeah. we're I hanging mean, on to what we believe it is, which more than likely is the first one we play. And and I think I think the the important thing about this. And the thing that Tabata recognizes is that this is not a conscious thing, but it's something that has to be deliberately addressed. Yeah. And I think that's what he's done here. Yeah, and so, awesome. so this this interview made me more excited for 15 than I was before. And since since uh, Unawoken, yeah. I've I've 
been getting more excited and I've allowed myself to get excited. Yeah. Can't wait. Please yeah. be excited. Please be excited. <laughs> PC players for Rocket League can now play with Xbox One people. Yes. Which uh, totally saw this coming. We talked about this quite a while yeah, ago. Yeah, and they, they said that they've been working on it and that, that started up last Tuesday. Um, so because PlayStation is playing with PC and Xbox is playing with PC, are we playing? Are we cross platforming or not? You are cross platforming to PC. But you're not cross platforming. But if if okay, it's, if it's cross platform at this point. I okay, mean, but but if if okay, say I'm I'm on my PS4 yeah. and I log in and there are PC players and then there's an Xbox player, can they get into that game or once a console has locked into a PC, sure then it, it locks out the other console. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Okay. So, yeah, we... Which sucks. Unless yeah. unless you're only able to do it through... Um, well, no, because you can't invite people because they're not on your console. So right, and no, so... It's going to have to lock them out because you can't play both unless... And PC, that seems like more of a nightmare. Server, unless it ties to a PC server. Yeah, but like if, if, if the said, PC if the PC server starts the game, it seems like it should be able to do it. A, a, anybody else should be able should to be log able to. on. Maybe that but, may be what's happening. It's kind of hard to tell with this because because we can't invite people who are not on our platform. Right. It's kind of hard to tell. Are you PC? Or are you a PS4? So I, I think it's cool. Um, even if it's even if it's a spoke uh, setup where it's like. You have to have a PC playing with these to play with these. That's still yeah. cool. Um, and and the other there. the other thing is that uh, that this increases the number of people because because Rocket League didn't end up being free on Xbox One, and so like if you try to log into the Xbox One servers, it tells you how many people are potentially playmates. Uh, potential potential playmates, <laughs> lowercase p. Um, and and so those numbers I'm sure have shot up, yeah. um, and is probably a lot closer to what we get on PS4, which is easily in the 10, 15, 20,000. Every single and time I jump on, I mean, I'm jumping on it like sometimes it's I wake up with the dogs, feed them. It's like seven in the morning. Yeah, I jump on and I've got twenty some thousand people playing. Yeah, and I'm like, really? Okay. Okay. And I only play in the U.S. like uh, territories too, like the because yeah. Yep, because <laughs> they're really, really good outside of the U.S. Yeah, I get stomped. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad for them. Hopefully, we we get a PS4 to Xbox some way to do that. Um, I don't know if we will, but I, I also I also appreciate it because um, this continues to be Psyonix staying on top of it, continuing to push out free stuff, and supporting the crap out of their game. Yeah, so which support is why them. I throw money at yes, them. Yes, go support them. Go support them. You don't have to buy the NBA once. I didn't. <laughs> so uh, an Oculus update came out um, that apparently is making piracy <laughs> a lot easier, which yep. is freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was it was meant to deal with various things because like uh, the the Oculus Vive thing is something that they've been like, no, you can only play Oculus games on Oculus, yeah. and. The, the PC community goes, well, we got this. And they type away and they get it. And so the, the latest Oculus update uh, knocked down the DRM wall, which, yeah, that, that makes it a heck of a lot easier. So this this continues to be a thing that's going to come out. Mm-hmm. But um, as as far as that goes, if 
if you're not on on proprietary system like uh, like the PS4 yeah. PSN yeah. connection and it's if it's not like that yeah you're you're gonna be able to do this because the PC modding hacking community is amazing yeah and so uh, honestly this is this is gonna be okay there are going to be systems and, and programs that fall by the wayside but uh, Vive Sony VR and and oculus they all speak to kind of different audiences, different people like the way that they feel, the way that they fit, the way that it fits with their system, how the controllers work. There's enough of a difference between them. Software is not going to be the, the end-all be-all, and, and I, I think they're kind of missing the point on that one. But in a year, I might feel completely differently <laughs> because this is still largely untested territory. In a year, you feel differently, and in two or three, uh, we will have my prediction here. In a few years, you will have a system that most people are on. My prediction is that uh, is that the Sony VR will be the... If you want to play VR games, you'll be playing Sony VR. And if not, there will still be niche people playing Oculus. I don't. I think Vive and others will go by the wayside. I don't think you're going to necessarily have one big winner. Um, I think it's going to be splintered between console and PC. Um, and you're not going to have as many PC people play it, but they will. The PC community will hold on to Oculus. Yeah. And Sony VR will will dominate, uh, not only because of uh, it's the ease of cost for not only the unit, but the cost for uh, the console itself. And also the number of of because like they're already in uh, people who already have PS4s. Um, <laughs> and Sony putting money into it via studios yes. because they have said that every uh, shoe has said that every studio that is a first-party studio owned by Sony has a VR project. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're all going to be games, but they're all working on figuring out what they can do with it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. They're, they're, and when you, when you have first parties who have that level of access to the hardware, they're going to be able to pull more out of inferior hardware than uh, than the Oculus because the Oculus requires requires higher end whatever, but when when you have first party and you you get that kind of access to the to the hardware to the yeah. specs and you know more about it you have access to the people developing it mm -hmm. in a way that indie developers don't. Yeah. So I, I, not it's, to say that they won't have an indie killer app that all of a sudden comes out of nowhere. Right, and, and, and you never know. But but my point is, Oculus Oculus is going to be prettier. Yes. But I think that the that the gap between them is not going to be as significant because of other advantages that Sony has. Agreed. Especially if you're playing with the uh, some of the PlayStation Neo, 4K point five, whatever they're going to call it. Yep. Um, I think if you're playing with that and have Sony VR, it's not going to be that big of a gap. You're already yeah. gonna, you're not going to have a frame rate drop, which is going to be the biggest problem with this. Yeah, and and they've said that they're locking that at 60. Yep. And they will not accept, they will not accept uh, apps and, and games that, that fall below that. Yep. And so they are the quality control, and because they know how important this is, they they will be. They they will be haveling that entrance. They will, uh, and the the software is what pushes whatever platform. You can have the best hardware, but if you don't have a great game on it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, so it's going to boil down to uh, install base and killer app. And man, what? <laughs> it's not going to happen. But 
what if Nintendo partnered with PlayStation and said, let's put the new Zelda on VR? They And then everyone's mind is explodes. Right. <laughs> and, and that's, that's just, how the I human just, race ended. I just thought of that. If, if they did that... Um, no one would have any other VR system. <laughs> You'd have PC as an outlier, but yeah. um, uh, people would sell their Xboxes. It would be insane. Um, I don't think it's, it's not going to happen. But no. There, not, there's, not my, there's my Christmas wish. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nintendo, Nintendo has a hard time believing the numbers that are required for higher-end development, yes. though. And VR is bloody expensive to make it is and that's that's why i feel like they're not going even even with the the nx and then my handheld yeah um they're they're not they're not getting into vr even i don't, I don't think they are either but um that would just be amazing yeah, it would be fun yeah so so now you know what patrick's dreams are we talked last week about uh leela which is the game that, that apple was like no it's not a game that's it's journalism a, that's news that's Political. And um, so this week they've come out and they'll be like, okay, it's it's, it's a game. Because, like, it it has jumping and puzzling and platforming. And, yeah, it gets kind of preachy, but, I mean... So do a lot of games, and that's that's okay. If it it has gameplay mechanics, it's still a game. Exactly. And, um, yeah... And the 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 facts that it puts in there, it's 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 not a fun game to play. But I'm glad no, I did. It's not. And um, someone said something recently in talking about. Uh, it was actually talking about the uh, the election here. But uh, they said uh, not wanting to be political and pulling something because of politics, you are being political in doing so. Yeah. Uh, neutrality would be just okay. Well, just. Let that let that happen, and context will will ride. You're talking about people voting with their dollars and buying something or not buying something. You're not talking about forcing it to everybody like the uh, U2 album that everyone got on their iPhones. I mean, yep. <laughs> you're you're saying that. I mean, that's it's essentially book burning uh, for from for video games. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they were talking about uh, something completely different uh, in regards to. Um, it was actually in regards to people taking down Facebook groups. I don't know if you heard about this. No. Here's your political news for the for the week. Uh, Bernie Sanders' groups were uh, hacked and take or not hacked. They were uh, all reported. A ton of them were reported. Some of the biggest ones uh, for having uh, lewd conduct, uh, pornography, all kinds of things. Uh, you know, inciting terrorism. Like they. So groups of people went and went and told Facebook, all these groups are either either talking about pedophilia or they're uh, talking about uh, killing people or whatever it is. So Facebook just started shutting them down, and then they've reinstituted most of them now. But everyone's going, whoa, 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 who did that? Who did yeah. that? Why aren't they being held accountable? For Facebook to to say. Um, I don't want to get political. That was a mistake, but I don't want to get political. You're, you're remaining neutral about it. You are you're choosing a side. And in that case, you're not because you're not actually neutral. You're saying I'm not going to investigate the people that attacked the people. Neutrality would be investigate everything. Yeah. Investigate everything and and stop people from doing that. 
So, yeah, we should have systems that's a, someone milking a specific system, but it just reminded me of that because you can't you can't pick trying to censor anything. You're picking a side, even if you're saying you're not picking a side. So, yeah, there's your soapbox for the uh, for the day. Right. And and it, and it works because we're we're coming back to to app stores and things. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh Rummy Ismail is is the guy because uh this this is a really interesting developer because they have. Uh, they have like their games that they make, like they did. They did Lufthrausers and some other stuff, but then they also have a separate section within their development group that makes, hey, what's this? And they they just kind of explore cool. various things. That's and really cool. and this is one of their nonprofits. They just want to get it out there. Um, and so I don't. I haven't. I haven't actually seen it on the on the Apple Store, but it, it might be one of the ones that's free. And it's free on Google Play, and it's like you you go through the game and you kind of experience the the thing of this character, and then it goes through scene by scene, and it kind of explains to you these are things that really happened. Come on, yep. and you can choose to play, you can choose to agree or disagree with with their conclusions, but they as a as a game developer they are allowed to make those statements That's like right, right. it's freedom of okay. speech is really what it boils down well, to well like uh green day mm-hmm. uh wake me up when when september ends and after eh, i don't really care for it because I, yeah. I i feel like they're being preachy but that's i i i don't oppose their their right to make it i just choose <laughs> not to listen to it well, and like you'd you'd prefer them to be like the Dookie days of yes, of, Dookie. Of Dookie is so amazing. But it's great, I love yeah. it. And um, and it's it's a lot it's a lot more. Hey, we've all been there. And even if you're even if you've not experienced this thing that I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. Now they've become pop, pop, rocky, quasi punk only because Billy Joel Armstrong can't really sing. <laughs> Well, there's that's that. About it. That's about it. But yeah, so um, so that's the thing, and and bec- it's because of the attention that was brought to this game that Apple had basically was forced to push it forward. Exactly. And so that's that's an example of the internet doing something well by being yelly and noisy. And it doesn't happen that often, but I'm I'm glad that this kind of came out the way that it did. Yeah. So. Exactly. Cool. Let's and and I want to I want to keep bringing attention to this because Apple needs to move forward and realize that they can't do this. Yeah. We talked about Baby Metal coming yeah. to Super Mario Maker, and now you can have Hello Kitty. You have to beat a certain stage, and so we'll we'll throw that up here. Um, and yeah, so so Hello Kitty is is coming. Yeah. From a global scale, it makes sense. Yeah. For for some of of the U.S., it makes sense as well. Um, I, I just like them. I just like them throwing in random stuff and being like, "Okay, this is this is a thing." Yeah, I, I do like that, and uh, it's it's kind of cool that they're continuing to to support it and add things to it because this is a community based game. For them to keep adding things to it is really cool because you yeah. have to do that, just like Rocket League. Yeah. You have to do that in order to keep it keep it going. I also um, the 
the Super Mario Maker community it has also been really creative with taking the assets that they're given and making something else. And so I'm looking forward to seeing Hello Kitty themed levels mm-hmm. where they where they make it into stuff. Because like uh, we were talking last week about the the Mecha Bowser Zilla yes. thing, and that that was that was brilliant. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Hello Kitty because Hello Kitty is a weird and quirky uh, universe and IP. Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. That'll be interesting. It always is. So the LEGO Force Awakens game that was announced, uh, they ha- they had announced previously there is going to be a season pass, and we all went, really? Okay. Well, I, mean, I mean, I love LEGO games, so I was yeah. going to buy it. Uh, so what it's going to do is it's about $9. Uh, you're going to get three bonus levels, mm-hmm. and you can play as Jar Jar. Yes, Jar Jar, Padme, and Darth Maul. I'm okay with one of those. Um, I guess Padme. Yeah, you're not playing Zamidala. She had a little. She's a little more fleshed out afterwards. But yeah, but episode what is one she... was just. She has a blaster, and um, she's a woman. That's about it. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that as a slight against her. I just mean it as a slight against George Lucas's writing. I mean that's really all there is to her. Yeah. Leia, there's a lot too. But mm-hmm. Padme, not as much. Um, Mon Mothma, there's a lot too, just not in the movies. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, well, even I don't know. I mean, even her presence, just even in in, uh, in Jedi, you get more out of that than you do out of the writing. The writing that was given to Natalie Portman and everything. So yeah, um, um, I, I like it because like it's it's a fairly cheap mm-hmm. season pass, and if you if you want a little bit more, cool. Because like there's. <laughs> I still haven't gotten back to the to the DLC for Bloodborne. I, I don't know that I ever will because, I mean, if they if they do stop making Souls games like they're saying they're going to, <laughs> I'll probably go back and well, do it. Well, this but is like, supposed to be the last one. Yeah. So you can go back and play it after. Yeah. I'll probably go back and I'm, I plan on playing um, Dark Souls one again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, I started but, playing Dark Souls. But I, I, I like this because it's not an unreasonable priced season pass mm-hmm. and they don't tell you what you're going to get. This solves two problems that I have. If I'm going to complain about a season pass, it's going to be because, one, it's too expensive, or two, they don't tell you what you're getting. Yeah. And here they're like, hey, if you want to give us a couple more bucks, you can have three levels and you can have some cut scenes and you can have, and you can, you can have a, a Jamaican guy. <laughs> So, so yeah. So this, I'm um, this this cool. Yeah, I'll I'll get it. I will not play. I'll game. allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> Minecraft is getting a battle mini game. Patrick, why? No, um, it's, it's okay. Have you have you seen the mechanics? I have not. Okay, it's hunter game or hunger games. They they put chests in the middle that refresh items every once in a while, and you're all trying to kill each other in a battle royale. And so you, you run and grab the chests and get the items, and then you try to go kill each other. That sounds like fun. It sounds like fun, but um, it really it's really surprising considering um, almost every person who plays Minecraft does not do anything of that. Almost every person that plays Minecraft you that that I've seen on YouTube and in real life, uh, they they are either it's all about building. That's really what Minecraft is about. It's yeah. about building. It's about creating your own thing. It's Legos where you don't have to search for the pieces. 
You do have to search for the pieces. Well, not as much. Oh, because you don't have filtered. to dig through all the gray pieces to find the gray piece you're because looking it's, for. Because it's filtered on there. I thought you yeah. meant, because I was going to say, the two biggest differences that I've seen in Minecraft players are people who play survival and people who play creative. Yeah. Because people who play creative, they're just like, I want to have fun, da 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 like, almost all the people under 12. Uh, do that and some of them do it because they're trying to come up with whatever and some of them are doing it because like some of them are problem solvers and some of them are just are just out there doing random stuff I like I like the people that make uh, established IPs like the people who who built Middle Earth yep. the people who built King Westeros Landing, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's amazing and if you're doing that in creative, I get it. That's what creative is all about. Yeah. Um, but most uh, most players uh, under 12 spend all their time in creative messing around. And I yep. fall into the category of I like survival because I like if I built something, I like that I had to find every bit of it. I had yeah. to go out and if you see, if you see uh, oh, that chimney is made of brick, then you know... Okay, you had to go find clay somewhere, and you yeah. had to then put clay through a furnace and create bricks. Yeah, and you you have to you have to make creative decisions based on the resources that you have. Yeah, it's like I only have X amount. I can't do this, and yeah. um, I like that aspect of it. But then again, I, I have a, a survival, I have a creative portion that I use as my sandbox to work on uh, redstone or different designs to kind of plot out things yeah. because most of the things you can place and then and then uh, remove and add or whatever um, but some of them uh, depending on limited resources or you have a if, if you have glass or something like that it breaks and it's gone so yeah I, I don't I, I'm glad it's there but I don't get it, um, it it's not for you it's not for me okay. Um and we'll see how many people actually play it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're trying to appeal to the, the mobile community. I don't know. <laughs> Minecraft <laughs> mobile. You heard it here first. Some other people are doing it, so why not? Uh, in other news, an Amiibo was announced that I will be getting. Um, I'm very selective on Amiibos. I like Amiibos. It's just, you know, I've got limited space and money, so... Uh, but there will be a Monster Hunter Amiibo uh, yeah. launching, which it's, I think it's it's cool. actually a line because there's three of them. Oh, okay, I thought it was so, just one. I yeah. saw one. So, um, but yeah, it's it's coming out with the the Monster Hunter Generations, previously known as Monster Hunter X, X. Uh, coming to the states October eighth, and it it looks pretty cool. And the actually the article that we were posting said, "Come on, give it up now." And I, that's how I feel about Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is like no. There, there's Tom Nook, and then there's a bunch of random animals. Yeah. Nobody cares about these other animals, and those are going to sit on a shelf forever. These actually look cool. They do look cool. And like, uh, I know which one I'm getting. Okay. Um, because the little cat guys in the Monster Hunter games. The cat guys are awesome. They're awesome. I love them. Um, and that's why I was like the other ones. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's cool. I get it. They're riding monsters. Um, yeah. Uh, it's. A different take on Monster Hunter. The Monster Hunter look. The whole game has a, you know different graphics than uh, the previous Monster Hunters that I've played. So I mean, I don't have the attachment to these character, the character or the design yet. Yeah. But I love the cats. The the cats the cats are fun. Yeah. They and are. hopefully when you when you get the cat, then you will get to have that cat with you and level it up and. Yeah, maybe it'll help like that trade. Would... Like that's we should help trade and and farm. Ooh, have it do negotiations for you and lower prices. Ooh, 
That'd oh, be nice. bad. I like that. You can have that one for free, Nintendo. <laughs> Do it. PlayStation 4 has hit 40 million sold. 40 million. Which means yes. that, and th- this is this is my prediction, mm-hmm. within a year, yeah. PlayStation 4 will have outsold the Super Nintendo. It's amazing. Because the Super and the Super Nintendo was out for like a decade yeah. and current for about a decade. And in four years, it will have out. So yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a shame console gaming is dead. <laughs> so it'll outsell the SNES. Um, if you look at the total uh, games as we look this up, Super Nintendo sold 49.1 million. Um, the Nintendo 3DS has sold 58 million. Uh, over 58 yeah. million. It's still out, obviously. NES sold more than SNES. That because of Rob the Robot and all that. Uh, obviously. The and also because nobody knew about the Mega Drive. <laughs> yeah. So the two things that surprised me on here, I thought uh, PlayStation and Wii would be PlayStation 2 and Wii would be up here as well. So we had 101 million. PlayStation 2 had 100 over 155 million. Yeah, the the, the gaps the gaps get a lot bigger because for for a while PlayStation 4 was like every time they announced it they jumped past 2 or 3 or whatever and now it gets to the Ooh, yeah. the, the juggernauts, Here's basically. the ones that surprised me that I... Uh, I don't know why it didn't surprise me. Number two and number three. Number two is the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, sorry, DS, not 3DS. DS. Yeah. It surprised me, surprises me that the 3DS hasn't uh, outpaced it, but I guess there's so many people who just kept their DSs or kept buying DSs. Um, well, the, three, the 3DS also had uh, a, a rocky launch because there was a lot of, why do I need it? I looked at it as just an upgrade from the DS, but yeah. um, I don't use the 3D on it. But the other one that surprised me, and it should not have surprised me at all, was the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Because they were out for, like, what, 58 years? I and mean. there were also <laughs> 70 iterations that all yes. count. Because you have to buy the blue one and the yellow one and all the... Yeah, so... I like, I like the clear one, where you can actually see the innards. Yeah. I just wish that it had more lights that lit up while you were playing. I think that would be that fun. That would be cool. And, and the Wii U is sitting at uh, 12. So for this generation, the Wii U is sitting at 12.8. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One is at 10. That's... No, that is that is not accurate. Um, I, I, I've been kind of trying to keep up with it with everything and i i think that the that the x1 is probably around 20 now uh just just based on numbers because like there there are games that would have like a 60 percent attach rate if it was only 10 million and that's 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 just not true the numbers estimate so. between 10 and 20 microsoft won't say ea ceo uh Slipped that or slipped or misspoke, saying Xbox One has sold 10 million copies, so yeah. uh, 10 million uh, consoles. So that's old, but it's still a lot less than um, 10 million homes versus 40. That's ridiculous. <laughs> now, even yeah. if it's 20, that's still that's double. Um, but either way. Uh, Xbox has some some growing to do. Uh, I don't haven't seen it on here. Did you hear about? Um, you heard that the Xbox is. I didn't see it. The yet. the Slim versus the the Slim and the Big Boy. Yeah. Are they on here. Uh, it should be the last item on there. Okay, cool. I'll wait then. I'll wait to talk about it. 
In New York at the Nintendo store, they're going to have, they're going to let 500 people play the Zelda Wii U demo during the E3 conference. It's cool. Somebody's going to get stabbed. Someone's going to get stabbed. It's cool to letting you do that because uh, E3 for Nintendo is going to be all Zelda. So it's cool that they're doing that outside. Now, what I wish that they, and you can do this, I wish that they had done this through, like, let's say every Best Buy. Yeah. Um, Because the new Zelda is going to be on Wii U and NX. Mm -hmm. Give me the Wii U version. Let me, put, let me a, play put a Wii U up there. Yeah. Play the demo. Um, every Best Buy. If you did that, your viewership of E3 would go down. But, <laughs> but it'd be great for Nintendo. And yeah, and and the Zelda is just so recognizable, and we just want to be able. We just want to play it. We do. Just let's play it. And five five hundred. In a lot of contexts, five hundred is a big number. 500 is not a big number when you're talking about literally millions of people who are excited about want to view this. And so they say that they're they're not going to let people line up before a certain time and it's it's going to be awful because of that limited number. Yes. And because it's in New York City, fairly close to Times Square. This this is this is going to go badly. Very. And I'm I honestly don't know if it's going to be worth it for them because yeah. I don't think I don't think it's going to go well and because of that that's going to be the story yeah. instead of the actual game. So it needs to be a golden ticket situation. If you're going to limit it, yeah. It needs to be a specific way that you are identified beforehand and that there is no miscommunication beforehand. You know what would be a really great thing for them to do is do a golden ticket with current Wii U owners. Okay. Throw a bone to the people who have been what supporting if, you and the the excited people. What if because they did that? What if they did that? And I, it's way too late for them to do that, but then to say, if you get the golden ticket, we're going to fly you 10 people. Yeah. And we'll fly you to New York and you yeah. can fly it. Um, that, would, that would be amazing. And out of out of 10 or, or 50 people... You could have somebody that you find that ends up being your spokesperson for whatever. Yeah. And it's 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 a gesture of goodwill. This is this is not going to turn out as a gesture of goodwill. This is going to be a bloody train wreck. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Um, so uh, we'll report back on the carnage when we see it. They're making a Mirror's Edge TV show. Or, or the the rights have been acquired yes. by a company. So even even if this does happen, it's going to be a while before it happens. But uh, the main reason I wanted to report about mm-hmm. this is that uh, one of the one of the people involved with it said that Mirror's Edge has a rabid fan base, basically implying it doesn't matter what we do with it, they're going to be excited for it. And I, I. I don't approve, agree, or appreciate. Yeah, um, the the Mirror's Edge, the way that that works, and the reason it works, is because of a minimalist approach, mm-hmm. and it it bears it down, it it boils it down to the bare bones, and that's why that game is so unique and so special. I hope that this doesn't happen, <laughs> but. 
if if it does, this is this is where it will have started. I don't see a reason for it. No. Um, it's not like Assassin's Creed or others that that uh, have actual heft to them and have you know. It's it's not meaty enough to do a TV series out of. Yeah. I mean, it would it would flop as a. They movie. can they can they can take faith the character and and do a thing, but. I, I don't I don't see that going well. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was gonna say uh, someone accidentally. Um, I was I was about to talk about it on here, but um, someone accidentally kept spreading an April Fool's article on the internet, and uh, it uh, made Whitney really excited last night. Um, and uh, I didn't realize it was an April Fool's thing. Which one? Uh, she Hulk for Netflix. Yeah, uh, She Hulk. I wanted and Cloak that and so bad. She Hulk and Cloak and Dagger. Um, she needs to show up on on Daredevil. I don't know why she hasn't. She's a freaking lawyer. I don't know. She needs to. Sh- even if it's just she's another one of the lawyers there. She works in DC though. No. No. She works in New York a lot. Oh, okay. I mean, she's she's represented people on DC as well, but she's in New like York. that's that's where I usually think of her because yeah. uh, during Civil War she was she was the one. Kind of running, yeah. running uh, interference with. I'm gonna go find Cap. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I, I like I like her role in that. Yeah. So yeah. Yep, New York City. Okay, I was wrong, but who's really surprised at that? With with the district attorney Blake Tower, da 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 da. Yeah, so it would make perfect sense for her to show up. Um, you know. I guess they're both defense attorneys, so they may be fighting over could uh, be people. But um, I would love it. Just show her in human form, and you know. But the uh, Netflix also does really well with with being. It's it's more grounded than first season Arrow. Yeah. And so She Hulk does kind of throw it into. Yeah. Into the extreme category. We've already talked about the attack in New York, aliens, people having powers. Yeah. So the show is grounded, but it but acknowledges it's, 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 it's in the it's universe, in that universe that's so not. Just to even have her in human form, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Just have her in just human form, being a lawyer, and and and, I, ha- and have her and have her work for Trinity. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned it before. It, even if it's just a dip your toe in there and do it as a fan service thing, watch the fans go rabid. Yeah. Because I don't think people realize. People want to see She-Hulk. She's she's more than just a She-Hulk female. Is so awesome. She's more than just a female Hulk, and people who haven't read She-Hulk don't realize that. I don't know if you saw last year. There was a guy who famously was dogging uh, She-Hulk, saying they were just create, trying to create a female Hulk to give him a love interest or something. And we're and every She-Hulk fan is like, they're cousins. <laughs> no, mm. no. Um, and She-Hulk. Is interested in other men. <laughs> Very interested in other men. Good for her. I like. I like. Yeah, that's she's, fun. She's fantastic. More on Goat Simulator. Yeah. Uh, because Goat Simulator is going where everyone goes to to die. Goat Simulator, the Sharknado of video games, and they know it, and that's that's what makes this fun. They is, do. And they they're do. they're going, they're going to, to space. Space, space is and, where any franchise goes to die. So. Yeah. Um, and they then they are charging forward recklessly on full afterburners with a big old grin on their faces, yeah. and it'll it'll come to console later. There's there's not really a whole lot about it right now, but they're like, hey, wouldn't this be fun? Yeah. And so they're they're gonna make that, and we're gonna go to other planets and to moons, and 
bouncing off stuff and physics in space. It looks fun. Yeah. It looks fun. I'm going to play it. <laughs> I found out this week that um, my my desire and hopes and dreams um, are actually fairly fragile because they can be killed with a single image. Yep. Um, I, I saw the the image of the Mega Man that they're using for the animated show. Yep. You know, you know what this looks like? Uh, and I'm posting up here, obviously. Uh, it, uh, it looks like Yu-Gi-Oh! or any other crap that uh, that they're trying to send. They gets they gets chilled out on a on a way too fast basis yep. and just quantity over quality. Yep, that's what yeah. it looks like. Um, so they didn't need to. My problem is they didn't they didn't adapt uh, style to Mega Man. They adapted Mega Man to a style. Yeah, and there's already like ten different modes to choose from. You can go with the Battle Network. You can go like the the Rockman Rockman.exe. Mm-hmm. That could have been their Yu-Gi-Oh in mm-hmm. where you make it kind of like that because that that's basically what that is. Yeah. And you know, you you throw in uh, X version or who came in at the tail end of the of the last animated series. But like there's there's a lot of artistic options that you can do with this and this it looks cheap. It really does. And if if they're if they're not going to spend a little bit of time on the animation it makes me feel like it, it makes me believe that they are not going to spend any more time on writing or or creating the characters yeah. and the storylines that are worth listening to. It's one step up from the really cheap 3D animation that Disney and some others are doing for kids' shows. Um, if you are parents or if you just happen to accidentally flip over to it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It is the cheapest, like, looks like a college kids uh, project project that he was making not even a final not a person who's finishing you know who's uh this isn't their thesis or anything right they're Um, they're they're passing a computer arts class yep that's what some of these look like and i feel like that about this because it looks as a still image it looks like something that a fan could have drawn and I, i get it but um it just doesn't look like it's got anything behind it and and the fact that they're if, if this had been leaked, yeah. that would have been different. But this is like, this is what we're presenting you with. Out of everything they picked, that's yeah. what they picked, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about that. They should have just done overblown, cell-shading, cartoony. Yeah. Because that's Mega Man. Yeah. I mean, that's that would work. You don't have to do this. So. Ridiculous. Speaking of disappointment, mm-hmm. um, Deep Silver released a trailer for for mighty number nine that um it it actually did confirm one of my theories because uh i thought that i had backed mighty number nine about 20 years ago Uh and this trailer is definitely from the 90s (laughs) and and uses awesome like four times and calls me dude twice and and yeah everyone knows it's not dude it's bro yeah or dude bro dude bro yeah um, and and well, the, the the internet also got really pissed about make your enemies cry like anime fan on prom night, and okay yeah that's that's a that's a dumb line and that's yelling at the people mm-hmm. whose money you already have, okay that's bad but like just the whole attitude of it is is 
is just garish and and unpleasant. As funny, yeah. I was gonna say, as funny as that line is, it, it made me laugh. But at the same time, I'm like, this community, more than likely, a good amount of them like anime. And if if you if any of you go to uh, any conventions uh, uh, like uh, Comic Con or anything, you know that there is a lot of overlap. And there's some non-overlap where I'll go there and there's some anime stuff. I'm very selective on my anime. So I will see people and I'm like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Anime dude, anime chick. I don't know who they are. But I respect them. They're passionate about what they're doing. They really like their characters. And if you talk to them about their characters, they're they're really... They're absolutely willing to to explain and describe and and help you out with this. And and it's funny because they don't snub you like some comic people do. Yeah. Um, So good on them for doing that, Uh, at least the ones that, you know, I'm sure that some people that do that. But um, you don't want to uh, cannibalize any of your fan base. And in this case, they're basically... It's not a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. Like, if you did something like this in a game that was very, like, extreme macho Rambo style, and you said something like that, it's like, ah, that's funny, because that character thinks that all comic book people can't get any, you know, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the the other interesting thing about this is, uh, so... So this was originally kickstarted, mm-hmm. and then got picked up to get published by Deep Silver. Yeah, and that's that's just kind of weird. Um, but the Into Create CEO got really really angry about this, and he said, "Okay, we we did not approve this. We did not this this was not our doing. Please don't get angry at us for this." Which means that. Anybody who cares about this has already lost control of the IP. Mm-hmm. Nobody who cares about this is in charge anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he, he's, he's off, Inafune is off doing his, his ReCore reboot yep. thing and his Red Dawn Ash trailer. Yeah. So this, I mean, it'll, it'll come out in what, like three weeks or something? It's supposed and to I be. Just, I just don't care. Also, still not coming to Vita. Don't care. Still not coming to Vita. I don't understand that. Um, and this, the, I'm, I'm interested in the story and what happened here, but I, it, it's, it seems like any time that Mighty Number no. Nine news or stories come out, it's always and consistently bad news. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm ready for it to come out so we can stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Bethesda announced a little while ago that they were going to release mods for Fallout 4 and Xbox One in the month of May. And they've decided to push it out on May 31st, the last possible day that they could still be telling the truth. They still did it. They, they did it. Um, so those those are coming in... Today. And um, right now. Right now. So we'll see if they were to their words. Obviously, we've recorded this before. If you're watching it, um, hopefully that they actually come out with it. They've never it's, done something stupid like that before. So yeah. Um, and and I'm I'm really proud of them for actually pushing forward something like this. And I'm really happy with Xbox for letting them do it because that's kind of scary. It's very it's very bold. Um, it's uh, not something we've done ever on a console like this. Um, that the console maker allowed. <laughs> well, <laughs> you yeah. You have homebrews and hacks and stuff like that. Yeah, homebrews. So, so this will be really, it'll be really interesting. I want to see how uh, you can actually, uh, like, how you apply like how them. Deep, I want to see how deep they'll let you go. Yeah. 
because um, I'm glad I have it on Xbox One because I'll, I'll try it out and let you guys know this week, uh, which gives me reason to, to jump back into Xbox, uh, sorry, jump back into uh, Fallout and Far Harbor. So yep. I'll try out a little bit of that and let you guys know what happens. I know the graphical things, obviously, the um, the big thing that I loved about Bethesda games and, and putting mods in it in the game uh, in, on PC is not as much like additional stuff. There's some stuff. You know, some things that people will throw in there, like uh, there's a John Cena rocket launcher. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like most of the most, like, I'm, I'm not going to get to play the Kylo Ren one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I like that that's there. Uh, but honestly, those aren't even the things that I like modding on on uh, Skyrim and Fallout. I do you, like. Do you want to be graphical. the crazy cat lady? No. <laughs> Does she throw cats? There's 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 a mod that that allows you to put ceramic cats all over your settlement, oh, that's and that's great. basically all it does. But it has <laughs> such a variety on ceramic cats yeah, that you can that actually I'm, have a lot. Yeah, of and them. you and you can kind of build them the same way you do the the weapons mod systems and okay. mix and match heads and stuff. No, and I'm not gonna do that. I was gonna say the I thing might. that I like to do on PC, which won't be able to do on the console. Uh, or if they do, it's going to be weird and probably won't work. Is the graphics updates? Um, I absolutely yeah. love the graphics updates, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, Skyrim has some amazing updates to weather systems, to the flora, the fauna, to water. Um, I want, I want the seasons one. Seasons, yeah, the seasons would be really is really cool. Um, and uh, the other thing that uh, they did in in Skyrim is uh, open cities. So instead of going instead to of the loading screen, yep. and you you just kind of load your bubble as you go. Yep. And if you and can do that, if if a person in their, uh, you know, it's always a stereotype per guy in a basement or whatever. If some person who's really passionate about it can do it in their own free time, Bethesda can do it too. And I know they can. I know that's something that it will work on Xbox. It will work on PC. It will not work on the consoles. But that would be yeah. really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. GTA keeps doing expansions and, and modifications and things. Um, we usually don't report about it, uh, but this time we did because um, for the first time you get to be because like they since GTA three they've had hey buy buy a thing and you get perpetual income from that from that business or whatever. But now they're they're allowing you to become the Godfather, basically, and you kind of build your own criminal empire, and then just let that expand and deal with territory takeovers and infighting, and it 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 really seems like a crazy, complicated, and and really really deep system that that I'm kind of excited about. You guys are gonna lose me to this, and by that I mean I'm gonna be playing this like crazy. Yeah. Um, the multiplayer bits. The big problem that I had with multiplayer on on uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, well, uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, as they call it, GTA Online, uh, was you have your character. Um, did you play online? No, okay, I, so, I played about an hour of the game. Um, I'll get to it. So seriously, it's so good. Um, the The storyline for the story mode is is, is amazing. Um, and the interplay of the different characters uh, that you get, their lives, and how to, how they're all having to work. It's really, really well done. But the online portion was just always seemed like this just tacked on. Oh, you don't want to play as these characters. Okay, play as a character you want to play with hardly any story at all. You get some yeah. kind of you get an intro. Uh, start off with uh, what's his face, Lamar, who is. Uh, 
always forget the guy's name. He's the he's the complete idiot gangsta who uh, who does everything you don't want an NPC to do that you're hanging out with. Yeah. Like causing so much trouble. So um, you have a little bit of him, and then you're like, all right, go off and do whatever you want, and it amounts to driving to missions, and then the missions are like, oh, do a race or uh, do or um, uh, rob a store or whatever. They were not connected in any way, and even though you were getting more and more money and buying stuff, it seemed like, okay, I'm buying this, but um, I'm not connected to anybody. I mean, I'm connected to people, the online people. Right, but... but I don't have I don't have a, an organization. One thing that I really liked about uh, Vice City and the first Saints Row game is that you are part of a criminal organization. You kind of work your way up to the top, and you have to deal with other criminal organizations and territories and... Mafia. Yes. Mafia 3 is, Mafia. is oh, it's going to be exactly. all that. Exactly. So, between these two, oh, man. So, yeah, this, uh, this, this, this is really seems cool. like it's going to, yeah. And one of, one of the reasons we don't talk about it a lot is that um, uh, GTA Online, they came out with uh, five heists. Yep. And that's it. Now, you have setups to the heists, so they're multi-missions in between. Uh, but yeah. each one, uh, one of my coworkers was talking about this, so shout out to Tim if you're watching this uh, or listening. Um he was saying he, he can do them in like an hour and a half or so. Yeah. So setting up everything, it's, doing the heist, that's it. The, the other thing about it is you're doing a substantial investment with random, for the most part, random people that are yeah. coming in. And it's it's it can be tricky if you don't have if you don't have a crew to run with yeah. it can be really problematic because yeah. like if I if, if I'm if I'm inviting someone to, to play in my Souls game we're going to be together for maybe 10 minutes uh-huh. if that yeah maybe 35 seconds maybe 35 <laughs> seconds um, but yeah this is this is okay we need everybody to be doing their thing and we need everybody to be competent and that's that's not always the case yeah so, I, I, I like this idea, and 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 he'll let us know I how it is. I know because I cannot wait. What I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they let you start this this chain because they were basically saying uh, it's allowing you to become a CEO. So basically, um, it sounds like it's a new quest line. Uh, I'm hoping that you don't have to um, like be already at a certain level have a certain amount of money to buy out something. If you do, I'm gonna have to grind up to it or something because I really want to try this out. So what I'm yeah. hoping is it's a it's a way through a through a handful of story mission kind of things yeah. uh, that gets you in there. So if you have not played if you've not played multiplayer at all and you're like I want to try this out, you can do it. That's I like, what I'm hoping. I like the idea of like I I don't know exactly. They haven't been on entirely forthcoming on this but like I like the idea of kind of expanding but dealing with the the pressure of other yeah of, of, of other people trying to expand their empire sure. in in a more second person way mm-hmm. where I'm sending out people and trying to manage that that to me seems almost like like a, a civilization type of thing where I'm just I'm just expanding my my influence mm-hmm. and building that. And that then, sounds fun. And then they'll probably call you on your cell phone and be like, "Get down here, we got it, da da da," and you gotta drive over and yeah, and, and handle and situation. It, it it really seems like a, it really seems like a cool deal. Yeah, I'm excited about. It. I'd I'd really like it. Not only if it, I don't know if they're gonna do this, obviously, um, but it'd be really cool if not if when they called if someone called you up, they have random kind of situations like that. Some of them are violent, and some of them, it's 
it's not violent. It's like a, you know, you get there and you have to talk, you know, talk your way out talk of it or, or shoot negotiate. your way yeah. out of it. But you have kind of a, you know, but some choices in that. That'd be really cool. You don't it doesn't have to be like Telltale style or anything. I think it would really be fun. Cool. I think it would be fun if uh, if those type of scenarios uh, could involve. Um, bought cops or people people that you had corrupted trying to push back and being like I need this mm-hmm. and and trying to trying to manage that kind of stuff like it it seems like they've put a completely different game inside GTA online yes. and that's exciting to me if if it's because it's free yeah and if it's <laughs> as in depth as as I hope it is um, or as it could be um, this is gonna be really cool yeah. I'll so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, and, and he'll tell he'll tell me, and and he'll tell us. Yeah, definitely. Dragon Quest Builders was was a thing that they they talked about for a while, and we didn't really know if we were going to get it here. It's it's kind of in the same vein as the the Dragon Quest Heroes, which was uh, which was Dynasty Warriors, but with Dragon Quest people, mm-hmm. and then there was Minecraft. But with Dragon Quest people, mm-hmm. and that's that's coming to North America on uh, PS4 and Vita, mm-hmm. which okay, cool to come to Vita. Um, I think it's also really cool. Uh, it doesn't look. I mean, yeah, it is very like let's try to be a Minecraft game, but it's not. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's not like uh, like the fifty thousand different. Let's be Minecraft games that are out now. Yeah, um, they've they've actually put the the time and work into it. Yeah, with uh, it's supposed to have a really good story involved, um, as well as the uh, the crafting doesn't seem uh, completely um, like you have to build every single thing that's on there. It looks like they've uh, I haven't played it obviously, but uh, it looks like you're not having to build everything from scratch. You're adding to what's there, yeah. or you're taking out what's there, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. looks looks fun. Looks fun. I'd play it. You'd play it. Cause it's on Vita. <laughs> I buy all the Vita things. <laughs> support the Vita. I, I support the crap. I, I support for like ten people I on Vita. I think you do. <laughs> I play mostly free games. Every now and then, uh, um, every now and then one that uh, I actually buy. Uh, slight tangent. Um, cause I've been, you know, I've been meaning to buy uh, journey mm-hmm. like for a long time. Okay. If it were possible and <laughs> shoot, if you let me do this, I will spend more money and buy him games. Yeah. Specifically this one. I would buy journey for very nearly everyone I know. So I bought it. Yay. Um, and I bought it because, um, it, it, those of you who don't know me, I love playing games, but Whitney, my wife, plays more games than I do, um, which is one one thing that uh, you know I, I think is uh, great about our culture now is because there are a lot of games that can appeal to whoever. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're playing guy or girl, it doesn't, doesn't matter to her. But um, we were watching a show called Adam Ruins Everything. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've heard of it. I haven't yeah. actually. So it's because not, he's ruining everything. Why would I watch that? He ruins everything. So there's an episode about um, Summer, mm-hmm. and he goes to a kid who's like, you're like, yeah, it's the last day of summer vacation, and and he explains how summer vacation for schools is is BS. Uh, how uh, copyright system for cartoons is BS, and video games are BS. And the he come he has really great things to talk about in every single one of the video game portion. I thought I'd show you guys with you guys really quick uh, because if you guys are probably familiar with the video game crash. Uh, so, video game crash happened, 
um, before when pre video game crash, everybody played video games. Everybody. What brought the video games back in popularity was Nintendo. And Nintendo marketed their system not as a video game because video games, it, it turned people off, right? right? So they marketed it as a toy. And in that, in the 80s, there was a shift uh, in culture, which uh, I knew a little bit about, but he explains even more. There was a shift in culture that uh, after the 70s, 70s had very much unisex clothing and toys and everything. Uh, and then in the 80s, you had a shift to different, uh, completely different outfits. The toy section became sectioned off to boys and girls. Mm-hmm. So when Nintendo came in, they would already had that environment, and they said, we need to choose boy or girl. Let's choose boy, and let's market to the boys. Yep. So, since then, video games have had a trend of market to the boys. Mm-hmm. And that's my little, little tangent, basically. As he was talking about that, they were, he, the, the kid that he's with is like, no, it's stupid. I love video games. Blah, blah, blah. And he realizes, oh, there are gamers who are girls that might not want to play or might na- are now starting to play um, and his sister has been playing Journey so they talk about that on there and Whitney was like what's Journey? I was like I told you about this she, she didn't remember about it so immediately I'm like alright I'm buying it um, because, <laughs> because she's a bigger gamer than I am I buy more games for her to play than for me to play I play them as well uh, but a lot of games that she plays I can enjoy just just watching them or you know helping her play a little bit as well but um, uh, I think Journey she's really going to love yeah. so I'm looking forward to it that's my light to the game <laughs> there you go No Man's Sky has been kicked back to August yep. which is not that far um, it I, I'm I'm still kind of wondering how this game's going to turn out um, and so uh, the internet send a lot of death threats because that's that's what the internet does and so i sent him a message and said hey there's not crazy people out here <laughs> and we we hope you're doing okay if you're listening an hour and a half into this which i think is about where we are right now um then uh yeah you're you're a hardcore gamer or you love us for other reasons but um it, it is just a game yeah, and and it's it's, it's not going to come out when life. it comes out, and there's there's no reason for this nonsense. Yeah, um, and it, I mean it's not worth someone's life. It's not worth someone being scared, even if you didn't really mean, you know, you were like, oh well, I was just saying that. No, no, it's not uh, worth. It's, it's, it's not it's, how it's, that it's, works. It's not how it works. Um, this is a really ambitious project by a very small team mm-hmm. and, and a um, very passionate team. They are. they they are they are more excited about this game than we can possibly be yes. because they they have been pouring their lives into this and they are excited to have it out. And if they if they need more time, they're not they're not being pressured. They're they don't have a publisher sitting on top of them. They're going to put it out when it's ready, and that's how games are supposed to be done the the opposite of a game rushed and released yeah. is far worse and that doesn't work out yeah let them make the game y'all know i mean and again going back to if you've listened an hour and a half and you're not these people so we we, we don't need to yell at you yeah. but just just send them send them some good vibes and and let them know you're praying that they don't die yeah yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this game uh i 
I'm looking forward to it because it's so ambitious, and I'm really hopeful yeah. on it. But yeah. uh, hopefully, I'll have have time to to dive into it. But I don't know how much time I don't know how much time I'll have to dive into it, and I also don't know um, how long it would hook me. But I'm definitely gonna try it out because this just looks beautiful. Yeah, it really does. And it, and again, like you were saying, massive project, small team. Those can be some of the most incredible and interesting experiences because a small team is so much more versatile and they're able to, you you can convince uh, a dozen people mm-hmm. to be like, dude, let's do this crazy thing. Yeah. It's a lot harder to convince a thousand people in seven studios on four continents like yeah. Ubisoft has to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, Ubisoft is a point now where they're just like, do it because we're paying you to do it. And yeah. that's a different that's a different type of product. That's no longer art, but that's a different soapbox for a different, a different day. <laughs> so our last like news story of the of the week is Which I is, hinted at earlier. Yeah, <laughs> is is more talking about the the Xbox One Slim, and the Slim is coming this summer, we believe, um, and possibly I think at E3. Fallish, but um, we'll see. But they'll they'll, they'll announce and, and declare their plans at E3. Um, but the more interesting one. Is the one that's coming out next year. It's codenamed Scorpio, which I kind of think is a cool name. It is a cool name. Um, there, there are worse ones. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the rumor says that this could be four to six times as powerful as the Xbox One, which at that point we're buying PCs. I don't know how much that's going to cost. Yeah. Um, but when you're when you're throwing on different SKUs, I don't know how that's going to work. And they they have. They have said, and and when when Phil Spencer started this off by saying iterative designs, that'd be fun, right? Um, he says that that games that come out for the Xbox One will be playable on all the Xbox Ones. If you have a power spike that huge between one and the other, I'm sorry, but the one that's coming out on the Xbox One that is currently in in your home is going to be crap. Yeah. So. Just to look at the previous, so the the current Xbox One uh, has a two, uh, sorry, a 1.75 gigahertz AMD uh, eight core processor. Do we get to talk about teraflops? Uh, how many teraflops? Because that's really what will. Right, because uh, code words and such is is one way to do it, but teraflops is is the actual way that we we compute processing power, and then we don't have to worry about understanding model numbers and junk. The uh, Xbox One right now uh, can uh, compute, produce, whatever, uh, 1.32 teraflops. The PS4 uh, is at 1.84. So if it's actually four to six times that... Yeah, that's that's going to be outrageous, and I don't know what that looks like. I don't think... I don't think that's a thing. I think that is a... I think that's a marketing speak kind of thing to but say. It's, it's not mar- well, We increased this and we increased this a little bit. We increased this a little bit. I don't think it's really going to be. It can't be. I mean, I think it's going to be a gradual up- update to the the RAM and everything else. It, I mean, we are essentially buying PCs at that point because um, if you upgrade your CPU, your GPU, your RAM, you, you're upgrading all of that. That's going to cost a lot. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing that I'm curious about is is what is Scorpio going to cost? Because uh, the I, I I see this if if they're looking at a super powerful Xbox, then that's going to be the one that they're going to push as this is compatible with Oculus. An Oculus ready PC 
it, it it's down from the initial the initial yeah. uh, projections, but it still costs you about eleven hundred dollars to build that PC. Mm-hmm. So what it, what does the Xbox cost? Because you're not going to be able to run Xbox on a five six hundred dollar console. Not gonna happen. Yeah, and that's the thing that uh, Sony's gonna try to compete with with the uh, the Neo or the 4K whatever we're gonna call it. But the rumor is that or I, I didn't see it set in stone, but they're suppo- it's supposed to be four hundred dollars, right? Uh, that's probably. What I've heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So you're basically saying uh, we're gonna sell it for the same price as it originally came out. Right, so, but then you've got the the. The actual the VR unit itself, which is another hundreds of dollars, and you you have the extra processing power that comes with that. Agreed. So Agreed. it's it's a it's a it's a, this, it's an augmented yeah. version. With this, you, with uh, Oculus, you, it's compliant on the processing power of the of the uh, actual console or PC. So yeah, um, if this comes out, if this comes out and it's over four hundred dollars. It is going to crash. It and it, could be, and it, it could has, be great. It has to be. That's the thing. <laughs> that, it has to be more. And I don't know how. I'm just getting flashbacks to the PS3 announcement of 699 Get a second <laughs> job. You'll be fine. <laughs> no. They but, said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll admit I'm probably going to do some upgrading like at Christmas or my birthday or whatever, but. Um, because of the Sony thing, and because I don't have to do that for Nintendo yet, so we'll see how it happens. We'll see if it, I don't know if I'll do it at Christmas, but um, to do that for both of them, that's also you're also gonna choose your pick your battles. Then again, yeah. not everyone has both, but for me, I have to pick my battles. So, yep. Sorry, PlayStation's gonna win on that one. Last Guardian is is often railed ragged on mm-hmm. because uh, they announced it in 2009 and it it's finally coming out this year seven years later and it, it had been in development at that point since 2007 it was going to be this big PlayStation 3 push thing um, but I went ahead and I went ahead and dug through pulled out some other stats and stuff and um, of of these games that we're mentioning that are coming out this year which is a really fun and weird coincidence Last Guardian was actually the one that was announced most recently. Yeah. Doom, which came out, you know, what, a week or two ago, <laughs> was originally announced in 2004 as Doom 4. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's a 12-year cycle. Neo. Neo, yep. originally announced in 2004 as a PS... Which I completely forgot about. I uh, it was forgot. It was, it was it not... It was dubbed something else at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that Neo, which is now, which now when we look at it, we're like, oh yeah, it's a Dark Souls clone, it was, was uh, announced before Demon Souls came out. Was it? Yeah. I gotta look that up. That's that's interesting. Two two thousand nine. Yeah. Well, I gotta I gotta look up what what they showed of it. Yeah. I'm so so it'll much, it'll it'll be interesting what how, what it changed. How much they changed? Yeah. yeah. Since then. And then uh, the last one is uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, which which is another one that we give a lot of crap for for the long development time and everything was announced two thousand six, ten years ago this year. Happy anniversary! Yep. What is it? Silver anniversary uh, for ten. I don't know. We don't have to deal with that for another couple of years. I've got two more years until I have to. Um, but yeah, versus 13. So uh, Doom in 2004, Neo in 2004, Final Fantasy 15 in 2006, Last Guardian in 2009. 
all our dreams are coming true this year. 2016, 2016. the year it finally <laughs> happened. Um, so I just, I just wanted to point that out as something fun. The only thing that could have made this worse, or made this funnier, if not worse, uh, is if Duke Nukem just finally was coming out. <laughs> yeah. uh, that one's for you, Randy. <laughs> um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that uh, uh, in 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 speaking of this kind of thing, because uh, immediately I thought of Duke Nukem when it comes to vaporware, yeah. which happened. Um, it did happen, and um, there, yeah, there are mixed mixed uh, uh, feelings about it. But Not I'm, really. I'm <laughs> it's 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 mostly, mostly you and. Everybody else. Everybody else saying the exact same thing. So, um, but but um, correct me if I'm wrong, Randy. Let me know. Uh, uh, but uh, they uh, Gearbox still has the rights to the Duke Nukem IP and all that. Yeah. And uh, I'm waiting for it to see what they're going to do with it because with with uh, Duke Nukem Forever, it was very much let's take what they have, let's redo what we what we can, let's get it out there. Um, I, I want to see what they can do from the ground up on it. I am. Yeah. Yep. Because it could be amazing. All right. Yeah. Anyways. You keep dreaming. And maybe another Aliens game that's good? It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. I'll see you later. <laughs>